uh, Rusty? Yep. Was he with him with the Dolphins? Yep. Was he with him at LSU at all? Yep. Came from Valdosta State to LSU. First first big hire, really. So, he, he's been with him everywhere. 10 a.m., Kirby Smart coming up. Big show on the Steakhouse. That's going to do it for us here on the morning shift on Sports Radio 1900 Game. Get ready, get ready, get ready for the Steakhouse. You're about to experience the fastest two hours in radio history. With Steak Shapiro. There's a reason I'm drinking warm vodka in the breaks. Sandra Golden. Listen, I love a petty party and I am right in the heart of it. Rusty Menzel. My grammar hasn't gotten me to this point in my career. And Drew Butler. What are you going to say when it happens that I'm the man? It's the Steakhouse. Brought to you by John Foy and Associates. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And welcome to a Thursday morning. Boy, sometimes you get lucky, right? Rusty Mintel, not that I don't love having Sandy here on a Thursday, but if uh, the biggest college football story in the last, uh, I don't know, decade happens, you want to have Rusty here and Mike Johnson as well. And Mike, by the way, and I've been listening to you for a long time, working with you for a long time, your stuff on Nick Saban this morning, I mean, I don't think you'll hear anything better in the country you explaining how Nick Saban showed up. Um, it, I, I thought it was great what you said about Mike Shula. Explained about Nick Saban walking in. The difference how Saban did the Deion Sanders thing. Did you hear his story I about? I heard yet? No. Yeah. The, the difference in how he did because because you said he did a little bit of a Deion at Colorado. Remember, he's showing up at campus. Yeah. Alabama ain't Alabama, and right. you're one of those guys that's responsible right. for the fact that Alabama football. He's not where it's supposed to be. What does he say to you guys? Yeah, Rusty, I, I was telling the story earlier. He walked in, and it wasn't quite, I'm bringing my Louis. It yeah. was It was more to the, hey, I know you didn't pick me, but I didn't yeah. pick you either. Oh, my God. Uh, and so let's 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 come Ooh. together on this. And if you want to get on board, right. we'd love we to might have find you. a way. Yeah, we'll, we'd love to have you. But you weren't Nick Saban-level recruit. No. Right? No, 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 no. So Boy, how do you I win have... a national title, no offense, but 10 years later, that that locker room, that weight room looked a lot different than it looked like when Mike Shula's recruiting. Jim, Jimmy's kids, right? Joe, Jimmy's you know what's funny, man, is I went back probably I was rehabbing at one point when I was with Atlanta, probably 2014. I went back and I was rehabbing, and, and Scott Cocker made one of those one of the uh, the players come up and shake my hand. He was like, "Go shake his hand right now." Yeah. And they were in the new weight room, which was a 10 million dollar weight room. And he goes, "I know you don't know who this guy is, <laughs> but." He's responsible for this building you're in right now. You need to go shake oh, that guy's hand. It was funny. That's a great line. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, I mean, look, man. He, I mean, not he, to say you weren't highly recruited. No, no, no. I, I completely understand what you're saying because you're right. Uh, but Nick Saban and Kirby's the same way. They have a set of guidelines and guardrails that, if you follow it, will lead you to success, right? They, they have this certain set of circumstances that this is what you're going to eat. This is what you're going to do. This is how long you're going to study. This is what your grades are going to be. This is these uh, an assistant coach at every at every weight rack, and 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 at every weight rack. At every what? Weight Finish rack. that sentence. There's, a, there's an assistant coach, somebody holding a clipboard at every weight rack you're in the cheating, weight room. You're not cheating a rep. That is counting your reps. It's not like hey, go get this pump in. No, you don't even have that opportunity. I'm going to count. All eight, all six, all four, all the way down. I'm going to time every 40 you run, every every sprint, every 110, all of it's timed. You just have to apply yourself. And that's why he has had so much success. And that's why Kirby and, continues to have and success. And he turned a team. Your freshman year, what was your record? So we were 10-2 and two when I redshirted. But when my freshman, the year Mike Shula was fired, we went 6-7. and seven. Okay. Right. And, 
And then didn't Saban lose to who was he lost to your big loss the first year? The first year we lost to Florida State. We lost to Louisiana Monroe. Louisiana Monroe, we lost right? To Mississippi State. So, so, so the road to losing to Louisiana Monroe and being what a 500 team under Saban. Yeah, we went seven and six the first year, and then you win a national title three years later. Yep. Second year, Stafford throws the touchdown pass in Tuscaloosa. That was that was 07. 07. That was 07. That was the first year we went seven and six. Yeah. And, uh, then, and then y'all come to Athens the next year, and that's that's the famous Scott team. Cochran line. Yeah. You know why they're wearing black? Because they're going to a funeral. Right. Yeah. Really different team. That but, was uh, that was not a good night in Athens for the folks there. Ass kicked. Yeah. So I love what you said about wh- why you're the 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 disciplines in your life as a father, as a husband, as an employee or a coworker. You showing up fifteen minutes, or you still show up fifteen minutes early for stuff? Every time, not yeah. even like I. We we've had this conversation on air. There are people around me stress me out because they're not fifteen minutes early. Like, and I have to come to grips with that in my life. Yep. Because the rest of the people in my so life explain haven't that because I'm that. not good at it. And I I heard you this morning, and I thought I got to be better. If I, I have be- a meeting at six thirty, yep. by God, if I'm not there by at least six fifteen. I'm sweating bullets. And, and you got anxiety. And I mean, I mean the way. worst Same fear of anxiety. And my, my co-host in the morning will tell you that, that I sweat bullets when I'm not anywhere at least 15 minutes. Away. Did, so that was instilled by Saban immediately right. or what? No, that was over time. You had a – once you messed up, and I did mess up on her Saban, and it would always be, uh, hey, I need to see you in my office. Mm. Hey, why – this test grade, you had an exam in, in economics – why did you get a 75? I, I'm looking at your test scores. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at that. You're smarter than that, dude. Like, why did you get a 75? And to the point where I'm just telling you, I, I still stress to this day because I'm like, I have that nervousness in the back of my mind. He instilled that nervousness, that blame myself in you that that really has carried in everything. That's, that's what man. I was. Exactly. Accountability. Exactly. Period. That, As a human being. Exactly. That's what people don't talk about in sports. Sports creates productive Humans, accountability, disciplines, disciplines, disciplines. Discipline. You can turn on Instagram, and you can watch two hundred of these self-help, fitness, mindset. Med- they're all kind of saying the same thing that you got to hear every single day. Right. It's still about decisions and disciplines, and why CEOs wake up at four forty-five a.m. and why they're in the gym at five thirty, and why then they go through you know a ten-minute you know calming period or meditation and then why they get on their emails at 652 and then how they start their like there's you got that every day for three years like I didn't I didn't play with Derrick Henry I didn't play with Tua but you've heard both those guys speak in the last week and yep. every word that comes out of them I can hear it I can hear it when Derrick Henry's giving his speech and talking about the cafeteria lady yep. or when Tua says we failed in every facet and that starts with me <laughs> yeah I'm like sitting there I'm going I know exactly where that came from I can just tell you right now I heard the same thing and it has pushed into every sector of my life since then right never never blame anybody else it's all about what can i do differently to affect the outcome of what happened and and you think kirby certainly falls in that mold there's no doubt one million one million percent when we ask him today there's no question but when you hear kirby oh yeah and and it's not just that he learned from saban he was son of a coach there's a reason saban grew up in a field house Saban gravitated to Kirby. Let's not just make it like, you know, Kirby Smart needed to be kicked around. There's a reason he attached himself to somebody like Kirby Smart. He took him everywhere that Kirby would go. He took him to LSU. He took him to Miami. And he took him back to Alabama. Right. 
Yeah. Because he said this guy's in and, line. And, with- and 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 here's the thing: Georgia came after Mark Rick came after Kirby twice, twice. And with with what position? Defensive equal position. Defensive equal position. Equal position. I still have echoes of Kirby in my head when he was at Alabama, and and, and I can still. Uh, you know, I'd go out. I'd go out and block. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd pull around the corner and block one of his DBs, mm-hmm. and it was, "Hey, he's holding me." <laughs> well, how about you don't let him freaking hold you then? <laughs> don't let him come near you. And uh, well, I, I mean, I can hear it. PG. I can still that see it here. Kareem, Kareem Jackson, who's still in the NFL, yeah. I can I can hear that conversation. I can hear it. And that was before Kirby was the coordinator. And he was just coaching DBs. Kirby was not the coordinator the first year. It was Kevin Steele. Yeah. Uh, he was coaching DBs. And then second and third year, Kirby became the coordinator. Uh, oh, right. No, nine, my junior and senior year. And I can, I'm telling you, I can <laughs> still hear the echoes. How about you don't let him do it to you then? Don't let, don't let him get near you. How about that? I'm like, yeah. yeah. What did he ask him about the basketball games? They said those basketball games, LSU with Muschamp and Sam yeah. and all them, they yeah, said the, those were the, like the noontime, they would uh, throw basketball basketballs league. at each other. You know, they would get pissed off. Nick would get after it. And I he'd always that, get man. to pick his teams. Yeah. You know what it feels like to me is that, you know, Nick Saban will get paid uh, over the next five years. I'm just trying to think, uh, knowing a little bit about that business. I don't know, quarter of a million to show up at your office, speak for an hour, talk about discipline and focus. And, you know, like if he chooses to even if he wants, I know he's making enough money on the the car dealers and everything else. But my point is, you got that every day. Like they're going to be companies are going to pay him to do two hours with our team about discipline and focus and how to do the right thing. But I mean, you guys live that just like living with Kirby. Like they're teaching you that. I mean, that's what blew me away this morning. Leadership you said counsel, everything you do in your life everything. comes back to Nick Saban. It does. It does. You get you could you could my wife could be in here you right now and she'd tell you the same thing. You were getting C's before Nick Saban, you right. said, right? Sake, I was close to, I was close to having to leave. I, that's just that's the that's the brutal truth. I had great test grades, ACT. My my GPA at Heisman was a four point two. You had fun on and Thursday. I struggled had, in college. You had fun on Thursday night. Though, I had a you? lot of fun my first uh, three <laughs> semesters. Right? right. But the first thing Nick says, he calls you in. I'm looking at your test scores. I'm looking at your high school GPA. What's your problem, man? Right. Like, what is your problem? You had that conversation. It, 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 everybody's heard of the guy, the wizard, and he had, you know, the long beard. Yeah. I had my meetings with the Hey, I'm going to send you to this guy. Got to go meet with the wizard. Got to go meet with the psychologist. Got to go meet with this guy. Wow, we got to yeah. figure out what's going on with you, man. Yeah. And, yeah, there I was. Fascinating. Details. Details, accountability, and it's relentless. I, I'm just going to say this. The man. dude retired at 72 yesterday, State. He was interviewing coaches yesterday morning. Think about that. <laughs> Think about that. There's another guy who lives his life exactly the same way in terms of coaching. He's the number one rumored guy to come to the Falcons. His name is Bill Belichick. Everything you just said about Nick Saban and preparation, how you go about your job and what he expects, the whole notion of do your job. Um, I don't hear a lot of people excited that Bill Belichick's name is attached as the leader for the Falcons job. So I don't know if you want to stick around another segment and talk about that or not. You got to go. I got it. Some TV stuff, but uh, wow, look at him! He went from D's. Is that why he went from D's to TV? He He went from D's to TV. All right, well, we're going to talk to Rusty about the Bill Belichick conversation. Kirby Smart will join us at 10 a.m. This is the Steakhouse Sports Radio 929 a game. 929 a game. Back to more of the fastest and most fun two hours in radio. It's the Steakhouse. Yeah, let's go. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 923 Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Wow. That's all I can tell you. Wow. What a day to be at Sports Talk Radio. and What a day to have Mike Johnson, man. Oh, he's That's so good. It's his company. 
I, it's just, you know, Mike Johnson is not only one of the nicest, most pleasant guys that I've ever worked with. Gets it. He, he's the captain of a national title team. The first one. I love what Cochran said, right? The uh, strength and conditioning guy. Yeah. You better appreciate that kid right there mm-hmm. who, who helped build the, the whole thing at Alabama with Saban. Yep. He also played for the Falcons. Also was a teacher at Lasseter. And also is about as good in sports talk radio as anybody I've heard. But hearing his stories, and it made me think about – you know, everybody needed to be around someone like the Alabama staff or the Georgia staff to to make to. How do I become a better person? A, a, a better me is what they're trying to do. How do I work out harder? How do I get more discipline? How do I get better grades? I mean, they're just instilling that. And I think that the bigger picture is the, the guy that's riding down the road right now, thinking about his high school coach and how he impacted him. Yep. Because Saban made him a more productive human being. Yep. And that's what he said his whole life, life Mike. Is. He was with him. Everything in his yep. life is affected by what Nick Saban taught him. And just like the high school coach and those 5.30 a.m. workouts. I did not miss a day of high school. Not one. Four years of perfect attendance. And it wasn't because I liked school. <laughs> right. It's because I didn't want to piss off my high school coach. Right. Didn't want to have Account- to deal. Accountability. Yeah. So, um, obviously, Kirby Smart, the first comments that Coach Smart will make since the uh, retire- retirement announcement of Nick Saban will be coming on our radio station just after 10 a.m. Everybody trying to get to Kirby, and uh, we appreciate that he's coming on our show, The Steakhouse, along with myself and Rusty Menzel. That's coming up in in a little bit. Also, Bill Belichick and the Patriots, they needed three days to sort out the the last four years, essentially, since Tom Brady has left. And I believe that's a little bit of what they sorted out. Why are we in the position we're in? Why are we in the third pick in the draft? How did this franchise fall the way it did? Can we fix it? It took them a few days to decide we really cannot. And Bill Belichick and the Patriots together, along with Bob Kraft and Bill Belichick, two of the iconic entities in the history of the National Football League will be sitting in a press conference, much like the one I was at the other day, um, and they will be announcing the exit of Bill Belichick from New England. Well, I told you last week we talked about it, and and I said AIS, ass and seats, and at the end of the day, I believe that played a big role in Arthur Smith and the environment in Mercedes-Benz and him no longer being here. Well, when I think about Bill Belichick, he made $20 million a year. He's the highest paid football coach in the world. All, ever. $20 million a year. And you have that record. Yeah. And you've had the last four seasons. And you drafted the way that he did. Correct. You, you have to look at now. Last year was a pretty good draft. Two years ago, I guess they drafted Christian Barmore from Alabama. has been pretty good. Stevenson, the running back. But there are a couple of drafts before that, post-Brady, that are, I mean, you talk about hor- horrendous. They you, don't, you talk about. They don't have a quarterback. Yeah. And. And. And, and attaching yourself to the guys that you have and messing up Mac Jones the way you did. Um, however, I just, want, I just want to say, everybody needs to take a deep breath when they say, I don't want Bill Belichick. He's the greatest coach in NFL history. It's not – without Tom Brady, of course he's not. But, like, like the world's come together, right? Now, Nick Saban, the proof in him is he won with everybody, right? Mm-hmm. He won with every kind of quarterback. He won with guys you think are great. He won with Heisman Trophy winners. He won with guys you think, you know, were, were uh, basically, you know, game managers, right? Um, but Bill Belichick is very much almost identical to Saban the way they run their programs. Yep. If you're looking for immediate credibility, immediate um, uh, urgency to win, which I believe he'll have, um, 
you know, don't go to sleep on the notion that Bill Belichick could not come here if they get a quarterback, right? They this is the biggest decision in the franchise is who are we going to get at quarterback? Right. And then afterwards, the decision on who you hire as that coach. But you don't have a quarterback. I don't care who you bring in. And I can tell you this. I have said on this show multiple times that I, because I thought we would be anywhere from 12 to 25, we wind up eighth. So there's a different scenario now, state quarterback wise. And I don't think we're going to, I don't think we're going to go all in to try to get Caleb Williams. I don't think we'd go all in to get Drake May. My question is whoever we hire, will they go after the third pick? Because I'm telling you who's going third. It's going to be Jaden Daniels. The third quarterback taken. No, he's going to third pick. You think he's going ahead of Drake May? I think Drake May is going to probably go too. I think there are going to be three quarterbacks at the top. I think there's going to be a trade. And you think Marvin Harrison is not going to go in the top three? I think he'll be four. I think somebody is going to trade up. Let me just say something. If they don't make a move on Justin Fields, a lot of folks think Marvin Harrison is going to Chicago to team up with Justin Fields and 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 be a part of that Chicago Bears. They could trade down. They could trade down four and or five, four or five, and probably get him. Or listen now, a lot of people I talk with, a lot of scouts think, and Bo Bo probably knows this. I'm telling you right now, there's a lot of people that think Malik Neighbors is this close to Marvin Harrison LSU. And I'm telling you, there's not going to be a difference between four and six if you want to get the elite wide receiver there. But but as this thing yeah, unfolds. He, he's a top five pick in most mock drafts, as, Malik as Neighbors. Thing, as this thing unfolds, right. these three quarterbacks in some form or fashion, I bet you right now as of January the 11th, go one, two, three. That would be something. And and then you have to find a and way. I don't, I don't want you, to wait. I don't want to take J.J. McCarthy at eight. I don't. No, he's not. No. He's not that. No. He's, I mean, he was that, ten for eighteen, one forty. He, he 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 he's got a lot of Zach Wilson, Daniel Jones vibe to me in JJ McCarthy. Not to say he's not a great kid and and didn't represent Michigan and, and uh, doesn't have some great tools, but but JJ McCarthy that high? No way. Yeah. Um, no. Michael Penix that high? No way. You you can't take that kind of gamble either. Um. Then then push it down the road if you want and don't look at it through the draft. Let me give you the stat right here. Here are the quarterbacks who were drafted at 24 years old or older, taken in the first round over the last 30 years. If you're 24 and older in the last 30 years, here's the ones that went in the first round. Kenny Pickett, Brandon Whedon, Ryan Tannehill, Chad Pennington, Akeel Smith, and Jim Druckenmiller. Pennix is 24. Right. I think Pennix is a really good quarterback. I don't think he's going to garnish a trying to trade for a top eight there. It's today. almost shocking that given, he's had three, given that three in season-ending injuries while he's been in college. He's had three of them. He's had three of them. It's almost shocking that Stetson Bennett, at 25 years old, went as high as he did with the Rams, and that's how much Sean McVay. And we've talked about how Stetson Bennett blew it in L.A. in a huge fashion because guys that age don't get drafted. No. Certainly at his – you he know, went he, the fourth round, same as Chris Winkie did. I looked that up to another 20, 20, 26. 26, something like that, yep. yes. Um, and Chris Wenke's NFL career was less than stellar, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, so anyway, there's a lot of conversation. Uh, I, you know, I've been looking at mock drafts that have Jaden Daniels at eight and the Falcons, but I, I agree it's not happening. That, I don't know that that I don't know if that's a week old, two days old, or whatever it is. But Jaden Daniels ain't falling to eight. He's not falling to eight. He's going. I'm telling you right now. You've seen it. You've followed NFL longer than I have. But I can tell you this: 
the longer they look at these quarterbacks, teams are going to make moves. And those three guys, in my opinion, will go one, two, and three. And I think the Falcons, whoever they hire, they have to really sit back and look and go, we got to go get Jaden Daniels. We got to get that three pick. The Falcons have asked to speak to Aaron Glenn, defensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions. They've asked to speak to Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator of the Lions. Anthony Weaver, the defensive line coach and associate head coach of the Ravens. Add Steve Wilkes to the mix, who is the D.C. of the 49ers. And add, obviously, uh, the name Raheem Morris, which keeps coming up, and the name uh, Bill Belichick, which from every article that is written, and there's 10,000 of them this morning on social media, they reference that Bill Belichick and Bob Kraft will address the media at noon, and the leading candidate for Bill Belichick's next stop is the Atlanta Falcons. It is what it is, man. And I understand the narrative of four years without Tom Brady. They just have not won. That Bill Belichick's lost wor- his fastball. That, wor- that worries me. I'm not they lost not. his fat. It worries me. At his age? 73 years old, so he's a year or two older than Bill, than uh, Nick Saban, who just hung it up. How does he How does he coexist with Arthur Blaine? Who does he bring in here? Yep. Is it Josh McDaniels as our offensive coordinator? Is it his son as the defensive coordinator? Yeah, you have I'm, to understand I'm, the nepotism. I'm, I'm, also I'm, 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 I, I'm just so going to tell you. Everybody needs to slow your roll just immediately say we don't want Bill Belichick. I, I get the reasons why you're tentative. Rusty, he's going to go down as the greatest NFL coach of all time. He went to nine AFC championship games. It's not like Tom Brady was, was thrown for 400 yards every game, right? Dan Marino was as good as Tom Brady, arguably, as a quarterback. He went to one. Under Bill Belichick, Tom Brady went to nine. So there's something going on there about the way you approach your business of football. You go to nine Super Bowls. Give give me Bill Belichick at 63. (laughs) Right. I don't want Bill Belichick with a limp. (laughs) You don't want Bill Belichick. I'll take Bill Belichick if he brings David Andrews. David Andrews, uh, you talk about a class act. Just announced he's having his second baby yesterday on social media. Oh, did he? He he announced his son. Congratulations. Said he's going to. Come home to Georgia and take his son going there. Get on that deer tractor. Yeah, we tractor said. Go deer hunting. Yeah. They asked him he's going to play next year. He said, "All I know is I'm going back to Georgia. Get on my tractor. Just bought some property up near Rome. So yeah, glad to have him up there. What a great guy. We'll have him on the show coming up pretty I'd soon as to. well. All right, uh, Kirby Smart coming up 20 minutes from now. Nine o'clock hour is brought to you by Advanced Hair Restoration. One day treatment, life changing results. AdvancedHair.com. When you hear the names that we just kicked around. What is your first thought as a Falcon fan? 404-726-0929. Please call in. We talked about Rusty saying quarterbacks going one, two, and three in the draft. We talk about Bill Belichick, the greatest coach of all time, coming to Atlanta. We talk about names like Aaron Glenn and Ben Johnson, Raheem uh, Morris, guys like that. Love to hear from you, and then we'll get Kirby on. 404-726-0929. It's the Steakhouse on 92.9 The Game. The show just hits different. It's the Steakhouse. On Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Steak Shapiro and Rusty Manziel. Kirby Smart in 20 minutes talks about Nick Saban, the impact he's had on his life and his coaching career. The 9 o'clock hour is brought to you by uh, Advanced Hair Restoration. One-day treatment. Life-changing results, advancedhair.com. The tailgate's brought to you by All Four Seasons Garage and Entry Doors. 
So much happening in the world of sports, particularly in our neck of the woods, as we say. Uh, looking forward to talking to Kirby Smart, but also the Bill Belichick announcement, the most esteemed coach in NFL history, wants to keep coaching, wants to break Don Shula's all-time win record, and possibly may want to do it in Atlanta. Not and yeah, Rusty echoing the sentiments to a degree of a lot of Atlanta fans saying, I'm "Seeing reaction, they're, yeah, they're with me. They're, they don't want, they do not want him with a limp." Joey in Marietta, you're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Joey, thanks for calling. Joey, you there? Really well. I'll get right to the point here. Uh, I don't think Bill Belichick would be a bad hire, but I think it would be a scary hire depending on the last few years. My dream scenario would be I would love to bring Ben Johnson in, an offensive guru for the Lions right now. Let's go get Jaden Daniels, pair them up. They have a connection as well with Terry Fontenot and Ryan Nielsen. That's what I would love to see. Arthur, uh, sorry, Arthur Blank wants to win. I think he wants to win now, but I think if you want to be aggressive and get a lot of points on the board, which you have to do in today's game, we got to go get Ben Johnson, Jaden Daniels, link them up together. I think that's what we need for the Atlanta Falcons. I like that. I like, I'm all in, dude. That would be exciting. Offensive with Jaden Daniels. I can roll there. That would be exciting. We got to go get him. I, I, don't, I don't see any mock drafts that have – Three quarterbacks, one, two, and three. Steak. I just don't see Steak. it, Rusty. Steak. I don't get paid for my, my riding skills. So I, I'm telling you I right now, it. January the 11th, yep. I'm going to bet you. I'm going to bet you. Bet, listen, I'm going to bet you a house dinner. Okay. A house dinner and and, and, he, a, a, and a, a steak approved and, Thursday night. We're going to go house. We're going to go Johnny's. And then I'm going to get a table at Johnny's. You're going to get a table at Johnny's. And I'm going to I'm telling you right and now, I, yeah. when, when this comes to this draft, those three quarterbacks are going top three because somebody's going to trade to get them. I, well, somebody's going to trade up. Yeah, they're going to trade up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, I don't, there's I don't know, I don't that, know the, the the order, but those quarterbacks are yeah. going number one. That's never happened, right? There's never been three quarterbacks in the top three. I don't believe, and I don't think it's going to happen. You see so how bad shake. the quarterback play was in the NFL this year? Yeah, real bad. You don't think? You see don't how think, many? You don't think these guys right here are going to get like the teams are going? Teams are going to fall Ru- in rusty, love with these three guys. Rusty. Out of those three quarterbacks, one and a half of them are going to be terrible. That's right. right. That's one right. and a half That's will right. be terrible. That's right. So you can find your quarterback in the seventh round, like the 49ers did. That's, that's right. You can find them other places. Um, you you can find them, you know, like you did with CJ Stroud, or you can miss possibly with Bryce Young. I'm just saying. I don't think you're taking one, two, and three, three quarterbacks. I don't think everybody's going to be able to trade up the way they want. I think Marvin the Harrison. Bear, the Bears are going to make the decision for this. If the Bears don't, I mean, I'm it's not seeing that the Patriots are going to want Caleb Williams. They're picking three. They're going to give up a number one next year to move up two spots because they want that quarterback of the future, and they're that close. I mean, the Bears certainly are open for business. You're right that they could absolutely get Marvin Harrison yep. and drop down. I, I think Marvin Harrison is the most guaranteed thing on paper. <laughs> right. Let me be clear on right. that. He's the most guaranteed because yep. he's a super freak. <laughs> right. He's a Julio. He's Julio Jones. He's Julio. Preston and Buckhead here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Preston and Buckhead. You're there, Preston? Jeff in Lawrenceville. Hey, Jeff, you're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. What's happening, Jeff? Hey, good morning. Uh, I would not – by the way, I'm a Jets fan, so I definitely don't want Belichick – uh, with the Falcons, just for several reasons. It would be a short-term answer. He hasn't proven anything the past four years after Brady that he can build the winning team. I just don't see where that move makes sense. What I would be interested in the Falcons doing is taking a look at Todd Munkin, 
I mean, look at the job that he's done with Baltimore. Mm, look at I, the job that he's done at Georgia. I, and if he doesn't go there, I certainly hope that Alabama doesn't grab him. Not an Alabama fan at all. Not, he's not going there because he doesn't want to recruit. Fan. He doesn't. He, he's not recruiting. So he, that's the reason he got out of college football. And unless something goes really bad, Todd Munkin will never work on a college calendar again. Listen, uh, Todd Munkin's personality is not such to get in front of the media, you know, three, four times a week and having to be the CEO and manage every single little element of an organization as the CEO. Todd Munkin wants to call plays. Todd Munkin likes to stay for now in the background and and be able to make a lot of money scoring a lot of points. And he doesn't have to do media. And he doesn't have to sit in front of he all he does is coach ball. He's got Lamar Jackson. He's make, got a great franchise. Makes millions of dollars. He did not walk out of the University of Georgia knowing that he would have elite players every year and he could always get a quarterback to go he went to the Ravens for reason. Now now I will say this, he's going to interview places. But I think Todd Munkin, some people are just made to be coordinators, and there's not one damn thing wrong with that. I just think we have to take a deep breath for a second. Um, I get what we're seeing of late is the worst New England Patriots team um, in the last 30 years. He's taking a beating over that. Now, you have a better perspective than anybody I would ask today, but I'm telling you right now, outside of that Patriot bubble, right. He's taking no, of course some he heat is. over these last four Listen, years. Listen, the notion that Bill Belichick would come to coach Atlanta and that the city would say, we don't want him, if you said that 24 months ago, that would sound crazy. That would say, like, you want Arthur Smith, you want Bill Belichick, or whoever it is. And I'm just going to say, you're, if, if you're going to say we want Ben Johnson or Bill Belichick, and 90% of our listeners, I think, right now would want Ben Johnson, I think you need to be careful and understand, like, Ask Kirby Smart and Nick Saban, who knows more about football than anybody they've ever met in their lives. Ask about how you built a winning organization, not just around Tom Brady. I get that he's 73, but the guy has forgotten it. It's a, it's a dumb expression, but he's forgotten more about football than some of these young coordinators that we're going to be interviewing. And i tell you this. I've heard Sam Pittman say this in a coaching clinic. There's no training for sitting in that head seat. Right. You don't know how you're going to act until you get there. He, he has been in every playoff game, every Super Bowl, dealt with every scenario. He game plans every week, you know, like a star. Even this year, if you watched him game plan every week with a bad team and they went out and played Buffalo and played Philadelphia and played Dallas. And listen, I get it. He's not Bill Belichick of five years ago, and his brand is tarnished. It is tarnished, man. It's all about Tom Brady. But, but you know, he coached the defense in New York. He's got nine Super Bowl rings. I think it's nine, uh, eight or nine. And, and you know, he, he'll go down as the greatest coach of all time. He is 73, and he's coming off a bad run. But you're going to go with Aaron Glenn of Detroit over Bill Belichick coming out of New England? You know what name has not been mentioned anywhere in the world since 5 o'clock yesterday? Jim Harbaugh. Because Nick Saban, this right, this, right, but that's, that's about a, to that's, that's about a, to surface. That's a pretty damn good the, coach. The, there's a news cycle that we've been doing this a long time, Rusty. You may have the Pete Carroll, Nick Saban, Bill Belichick, Jim Harbaugh news cycle. Oh yeah, there's like six playoff games this weekend, right? I mean, yeah. like yeah. that's all happening. Yeah, that's all happening. That's the world of football. Mason and Barnesville, you're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. What's up, guys? Hey, buddy. Um, I- I don't know, man. I don't know that if there, there is a perfect fit. Uh, right now, I'd, I'd take Jim Harbaugh over Bill Belichick. 
Um, I agree. I, just, I agree. I Offensively. Just, I just, Offensively. I think, I think, yeah. Yeah, I think Jim and uh, Jaden Daniels, I mean, that those two together, oh, I man. think they could do something here. You want to sell but, tickets? Uh, hey, uh, you want to sell tickets, Mason? I mean, that that would be something, right? I mean, Dude, you, you, you want to talk about a fan base? You, you hire Jim Harbaugh, and you find a way to get up to Jaden Daniels, and you roll out season ticket packages for next year, you'll be in pretty good shape. Arthur Blank, if you're listening this morning, I am 50 years old. I've never had season tickets to the Falcons. If you get Jim Harbaugh and Jaden Daniels, yeah. call Ch- me in Rome. Cha-ching. I will buy season tickets Ch-ching. to the Falcons. Yeah. No, it's it, it's a fascinating uh, scenario that's about to play out. There's a lot of teams that are looking for coaches. Add the New England Patriots to the mix as well. Rumors out of New England is – Mike Vrabel, yeah, that, that, that Gerard fits. Mayo, that fits. yeah, Gerard Mayo's already there. They've been talking about him to take over for well over a year, and that may be a seamless transition as well. So, um, great day to be in the sports talk world. Kirby Smart, head coach of the Georgia Bulldogs, coming up ten o'clock. Sports Radio ninety two nine. The game.